right, welcome back to the Joe Cozo Show. We have lots to talk about. I got something going. I got something cooking here. This is the big leagues. It's New York. I said I was in the worst neighborhood, man. I said I had a near-death experience. Crazy? Robert, if you've been through what I've been through in the past month, you'd be, you'd be crazy, too. Everybody, what do we have? November 2nd, 2022. You know, real quick before we start this show here, a little sidebar that I have going on here at this studio. Okay, there's one bathroom outside this studio and there's like three other businesses. Maybe there's actually, there's four businesses altogether here in this building. And there's one men's bathroom and one place to take a crap. So. I mean, I don't know about you and I don't know how people do it, but I cannot crap anywhere. Like I can't be at the grocery store, right? And it's packed and it's whatever. And all of a sudden I turn around and say, give me five minutes, I'll be right back. Oh, oh where are you going? I gotta go take a dump. Now, I can't do it. I need peace and quiet. I need, I have to be nobody around. I don't want anybody knowing what it's me in the stall like here. I feel like people, all they have to do is see the sneakers and they'll know it's exactly me who's stinking up the joint, pushing out a dump, right? And sitting there, just, I, I can't do it. It's in my head. I hate it. I love taking a dump in private. There's some people that can just, like my daughter, she can take a dump anywhere. We could be at the stadium at Penn State and she's like, I'll be right back. I'm like, what do you got to, what's going on? What's the matter? I, I, I got to go to the bathroom. I'm like, well, what are you going to pay? No, I'll be right back. Don't matter. I don't care. I'll do it anywhere. It's like, what? Like, you would never, never catch me taking a dump at the stadium unless it's a complete emergency. I will hold it as long as I can until I get back to the hotel. And again, here, this is my sanctuary, right? This is the honeycomb hideout for me, this studio. I come here. I get my work done. I'm a, you know, nobody bothers me here at all. Like I said, it's like a sanctuary. But of course, you know, a couple of cu cups of coffee, how we go. I have two cups of coffee and it is away we go. And then I got to go in there. And like I said, it's just one. And then people are rotating back and forth, back and, and then I know when somebody else is going in there to take a dump, right? Because they don't use the urinal right next door, right next to it. So now they sit there and like, oh, I'll be right back. And now I feel like they're waiting outside the door, waiting for me to finish the dump. And I, I don't, it's not like that. I have to relax, okay? I have to take some time. I got hemorrhoids, so it doesn't come out like that. It's just the truth. Take some time. My dump time from start to finish, and I mean, if I'm not at my house and I'm here, it's still like around eight to 10 minutes. I can't, I just, it doesn't come out like that. I don't know how. And girls, girls, they go three minutes in, out. What? First of all, me wiping takes a good four minutes five minutes to get it clean and it has to be sparkling clean like i go into this bathroom over there in my pocket i have baby wipes i don't know how people do it you're just gonna walk around because there's no way that you're getting it all out okay at the grocery store bathroom or at the stadium snow way or at the bowling alley not happening or at t 
TJ Fridays. No, no, there's no way I'm doing it. No way. People, people are dumping at the club, at a bar, packed bar. What are you doing? I gotta go take crap. What? Here? Now? Yeah, well, what's the big deal? I don't know. God bless. God bless. I can't do it. So one of the things that I want to talk about here is keys to happiness, right? Because isn't that what it really is all about in life, right? You just want to be happy. You want to be in a relationship. You want to be in a relationship that makes you happy. You're at work. You want to be at a job that you're happy at the job, that you're not going there saying, oh, here we go. Another day, nine to five. Here we go. Working for the, you know, working for the man. Got to get that timing, clock in, clock out. And you're like a robot, right? What do you want? You want happiness. You want to be at your home, right? You want to be happy when you're sitting at your home. You want to be happy when you're going out to dinner with friends. That's what it's all about. Life, in my opinion, is determined by happiness. Like if you look back at your life as a whole, and somebody said at the end of the day, they tallied it up. Like, let's just say there was a machine and, you know, punches all the numbers and they say, okay, so far right now, you know, I'm 48 years old. Somebody said to me, so far right now, at 48 years old, you are happy in your entire life 38% of the time. What do you mean 30? Yeah, 38% of the time you're happy. Okay, what about the rest? You're not happy. A lot of times you're miserable, but you're not happy. Not all the time you're miserable, but a lot of times you're just not happy. 38% of the time, though, you're happy. That's no good. It's not the life that you want to live. That's not the life that I want to live. 38% happy. That's how you have to calculate how is your life today. If someone was going to calculate your happiness, what would they say? Would they say it's like 53%? Now, so that means the majority of the time you're happy. But is that enough? Honestly. Is that enough? Is 53% enough? What would be the number? For me, I don't know, 98%? Why did I have the ability that I can get up, walk? I live in the greatest country in the world, America, right? I can do whatever I want. I have eyesight. I have two hands that I can do whatever. I have the ability to speak and communicate. I have the ability to make money, make a living. I have the ability in this country to be the richest person in the world if I do the work and I so choose. Knock on wood, I have my health. I have the ability to stay healthy, right? I have a job, I have a degree. So what's the, what's the reasoning for me to not be happy 98% of the time. And that's 98, the 2% I don't even want. But you have to ask yourself that. And I will say this though, one of the keys, back to what I'm saying, of being happy is how wealthy you are. And I don't care what you say. Oh, money's not everything, money doesn't buy happiness. No, but it helps. It helps, I'll tell you when, when you're not happy. Because what would you rather be? Would you rather be depressed and dead broke? Or would you rather be depressed and filthy rich? Or at least enough money that you don't ever even think about money. Money doesn't, you know, you have enough that you're not worried about it. Because when you're dead broke, and I've been dead broke, not once, not twice, not three times, probably 10 times in my life. I've had a lot of wealth and I've lost it all. And then I gained it again and then I lost it all. And I don't look at that as, oh man, you are as stupid as anything. Every time I did that, there was lessons to be learned. And every time then when I did have money, I appreciated it more. And every time I didn't have it, I hated it more. It made things worse. You ask people, rich people, right? 
You know, what was worse? When you were living in your car as an actor, like Jim Carrey, when they were living in their car? Or is it better, you know, or is it worse now that you have maybe, say, $45 million in the bank? Come on, there's no question. Now listen, they may look back and say, I love that struggle, those times were fun and whatever, but not at the time. Looking back, in hindsight, it looked okay now, you remember the journey. But it's not fun. And wealth, having money, not worrying about things like bills, the bill collector is calling. Your next thing you know, you're taking money out of your credit card, right? There was times that I was taking money out of one credit card just to pay off another credit card because the new credit card has a 0% interest or a 2.99% interest for six months. But the other one now is expired. So now that one's up to almost 20%. So I, what am I gonna do with that? And I don't have the money to do it. So I take out another credit card to pay off another credit card, right? And think about that vicious cycle. And think about when you're starting to think about that and you don't know when that money's coming in. So one of the keys, right? One of the things that you need to start doing is you have a paycheck. You have to start putting aside money. You have to save money. You have to do that. It's the first thing that you need to do, okay? I'm reading that book, The Richest Man in Babylon, and one of the first things they talk about on how this man, this richest man in Babylon, became so rich is he takes one-tenth of his income and he saves it. So if he makes $100, every paycheck, $100, or every client that he gets, or every time he sells cattle, say for $100, he saves $10. Saves 10, saves 10, saves 10. Next thing you know, now he's got a little bit of a cushion, right? And when you have a cushion, when you know that you have a money saved, aren't you so much better? I have money saved when I do, and I, I count it over and over. I love it. I could swim in the cash how much I love it. It's such a relief. The anxiety, the bills, if something breaks, right, in the house, I get a flat tire. Imagine when you get the, you know, you know the feeling when you're dead broke and you get a flat tire. How are you going to get a new tire? You got to put it more on your credit card now. And now what happens if your credit card's maxed out? The worst thing is, right? Forget about the credit card being maxed out. Having to ask somebody, can you lend me $200 for what? I have a flat tire. Wait, you're 48 years old. You can't pay for your own flat tire. What are you talking about? So you want to save. You have to do that, right? Of course, there's going to be things that you have to pay for. Electricity, your mortgage or your rent, the car payment, right? But does that car payment need to be $450 a month? Or now you understand that maybe the car payment should be only maybe $200 a month. Maybe you don't need to be driving in the Escalade, right? Or the Mercedes Benz. Maybe you should be driving in a Nissan Sentra because you don't have the money for the Escalade. But again, Right away, you want that quick fix, and that's what you do. It's no good. There's no reason to do that anymore. Stop with that nonsense. You have to start thinking about wealth, and wealth will start bringing you more happiness. And when you are not happy, if you're wealthy, it's better. Those bad times are not as bad. Now, the second key that I just want to talk about here is your money has to start making money for you even when you're sleeping. You're like, well, well, how does that happen? Well, you have to start investing. You have to start taking that risk. That doesn't mean that you're gonna buy penny stocks. But right now, the stock market is as low as it's been in, in quite some time. It's almost as low as I've ever been in investing. These stocks are down, you know, hand over fist. 
Facebook, now under you know the symbol, the trading uh, symbol Meta, at one time, that was trading at $340. Now, let me explain something to you, what I mean money has to start making money while you're sleeping. I started investing in the stock market probably 10, 15 years ago, maybe 12 years ago, let's just say that on the average. And I started buying Facebook stock when it was at $24. When it first came out, it's IPO. And I started buying two shares here, four shares here, five shares here, 10 shares, one share, another five shares, and then the stock started growing. The next thing you know, out of nowhere, and it's like it just never happened, because you don't realize it, because it's like saving the 10, the 10, the 10, the 10. You're stashing, you're stashing. A year goes by, two years go by, right? Think about how much money now you save just with that 10. Two years go by, and I'm buying three shares here, two shares here, five shares there. Next thing you know, I had 1,200 shares. That stock went up to $340. That I didn't keep it up to that point. I sold it at one point. Okay, but I made an enormous amount of profit on that. 1,200 shares. Let's just say the average share was $180. And that's what it was when I sold it. It went from $24 to $180. That money was making money for me. Now, if I'm hustling and making a fortune, doing other things, making money other ways. Now we're combining that. So now maybe that $10, a tenth of what I'm making is $30, $50. Think about that now, because now I'm making more money. Again, one-tenth of what you make doesn't mean it's $10 forever. If I'm only making $100, the one-tenth is 10. But if I'm making, I don't know, 500, now it's $50 you put in there, 50, 50. So my thing is, is this, invest in the stock market right now. If you don't know anything about it, learn about it. Read up about it, right? I mean, right now, this is the best time in the world to ever live. You could just go on YouTube and learn anything, find out anything, and the information's all free. My opinion, and I'm not, I'm not trying to say that I'm an expert at all, don't, don't take it like that, but this, the stock market is down like it's never been. Shopify, right? This stock is trading at $30. It's split, but it's still only $30 a share. Facebook at one point was $340. You know what it's trading at right now? $92. $92 from $340. You're on Facebook every day. You're on Instagram every day. You're on Reels every day. Stop listening to what other people are saying about being afraid because the economy is shot. Stop listening and being afraid because fear is what's going to hinder your chances at massive wealth, okay? That's what it's going to do. Here, listen to Warren Buffett. This is the, one of the most wealthiest men in the world, genius in the stock market, right? Listen to what he says about when stocks are down and they're down right now. So what you're about to listen to, he's talk, he wasn't talking about right now because this is an old clip, but what he's talking about is actually happening as we speak today. Here, watch. If you have a temperament that when others are fearful, you're going to get scared yourself, you know, you are not going to make a lot of money in securities over time in all probability. And that, uh, but they buy a stock and they think if it goes up, it's wonderful. And if it goes down, it's bad. We think just the opposite. When it goes down, we love it because we'll buy more. And if it goes up, we, it kills us to buy more. Did you hear what he just said? Basically, the translation is when other people are fearful, is when I become greedy.
when the stocks are going down and everybody's panicking and selling and the market's crashing and everything, that's when he is, here we go, he's getting ready, here we go. Anybody got it? What do you got on the menu tonight? We're serving steaks? Let's go, give me some sauce. What's the sauce that we got? A little extra side of mashed potatoes? Bring the brown gravy, can't have the meat, or extra butter, because we're buying. We're feasting. The stock market's down, everybody's scared, is when you do the opposite. You become greedy. Take that money, you have a paycheck, and buy one share, two shares. Pick a stock that you're comfortable with. Again, nobody's saying buy penny stocks. You wanna buy Apple, buy Apple. You wanna buy Shopify, you wanna buy Meta, you wanna buy Google. Right now, Google's split. So Google right now is around $89 a share. Google, Alphabet is their parent company, but Google stock, right? You buy one share. Buy another share. Do it. Invest. Invest in your life. And then what will start happening? Because stocks go up and stocks go down. Well, right now they're down. So what's gonna happen eventually? They're gonna go up. And then what does that mean? Your money is gonna start making money while you sleep. It's simple. Again, read the book. I listen to it on Audible. There's no reading anymore. Those days are gone. No more reading. It's all audiobooks. Love it. I have a plan, and I suggest you do it too. Start investing in yourself. If you like certain things and you want to learn about certain things, get, get Audible, get a subscription, and start downloading books. Start learning about things that you want to learn about. All I do is all self-help, all motivation. That's what I do because that's what I love, and that's why I do now my show like this. Because when you're speaking and you're motivating people, you're uplifting people, you're helping people, and there's nothing better of being of service, right? That's what gratitude's all about. Thank you, God, for giving me what I have, and I am now going to give back. I'm not gonna be greedy that way. That's not the time to be greedy. The stock market crashes, that's the time to be greedy, but not with God. You do the opposite. Gratitude, you give back. That's it. And another thing too is, stop worrying about what everybody else is thinking, right? If you wanna progress in your life, one of the keys to do that, just in life, forget about monetary now, one of the things that you have to start doing is stop worrying about what other people are doing. Stop it. It makes no sense. Stop going on Instagram and seeing what other people are doing and then putting yourself in a, de a depressed mood. Remember something about Instagram, that is what, those are people's highlight reels. You know what a highlight reel is? You think about a college athlete, right, when they're submitting it to colleges or to the NFL. You think they're gonna do the time, say a football running back, you think he's gonna show NFL teams in his highlight reel all the times he fumbled or missed a block or you know missed a catch? No, he's gonna show all the touchdowns, all the great runs, all the key blocks that he protected his quarterback, right? I can also block. I also can catch out of the backfield. And when I have to, I can turn on the rocket jets and I am gone. You don't believe me? Watch, here's my highlight reel. That's what Instagram is. It's just highlight reel, okay? You gotta stop looking at that and you gotta start working. Here, listen to what Steve Harvey says about that, right? Listen to what he says about hustling, okay? You have to Put your head down. Again, people are not going to say, hey, you know, uh, on Instagram, 
my dick is limp and I have to go to the doctor and get Viagra. No, they do the opposite. Look at all these girls that I'm banging, right? That's what they're saying. They're not sitting there saying, my wife won't touch me. I haven't had sex with my wife at all. No, the opposite. They're in Bermuda and you're seeing pictures of them looking like they are happy. Meanwhile, the guy hasn't gotten laid in maybe three months. But the perception that he puts out for everyone else, again, his highlight reel tells you a whole different story. Stop doing that. Stop worrying about what other people are doing. Here's that Steve Harvey clip. Get your grind on, hustle. Get your, put your head down, quit looking up. Get your head down and hustle. You know, dreaming is one thing. Goals is putting work clothes on your dreams. I mean, that, if anything, says it all. Dreaming is one thing, but putting your work clothes on, that's where you set the goals. That's where the goals come in, right? Stop worrying about what everybody else is doing. And here's the other thing. Stop trying to be like everyone else. It's not gonna work. Be you. Be you. No one's seen you before. We've seen all the other things. We've seen the Joe Rogans. We've seen the Andrew Tates, right? We've seen the Kim Kardashians. We've seen that all. We know that. Stop trying to be like them. Be you. We haven't seen that. You know, I'm going to give you an example of something here, right? My old acting coach, Richard Klein here. If you remember him, he's from Three's Company. Remember him, Larry from Three's Company? He was my acting coach maybe, I don't know, six or seven years ago, maybe eight years ago. I was trying to do acting and, you know, that was one of my passions of mine. And he, he I got to tell you, one, he is the best, maybe A1 to A of acting coaches is Larry there. And I was doing a scene. He gives us, you know, he, he would give you scenes and he was great. He acted, he was the exact same way you saw him on Three's Company. It was Larry in front of you. I couldn't believe it. I wanted to call him Larry, not Richard Klein. Great guy, great guy. And he told me something one day. As I was doing a scene, right, I was doing, we were out to dinner, it was me and a girl, and we're out to dinner in front of everybody, and we were just doing a scene together. And in the middle of it, he says, stop, 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 what's going, what are you doing? Joe, what, are you, what is this? And I'm thinking to myself, I'm crushing it, what do you mean, what is this? He goes, who is this guy? You're, we've seen, you're over the top. You're trying too hard. Everybody in this class loves Joe Cozo. Be Joe Cozo. We want to see Joe Cozo taking this girl out to dinner. We've seen this made-up character that you're being, and that's exactly what I was doing. I wasn't being me. I was trying to be what everybody, I thought everybody wanted to see. This, oh, yeah, oh, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Be you, he said. Nobody's seen you before. Trust yourself. Trust that we're gonna accept you. We wanna see Joe Cozo out to dinner with this girl. How would Joe Cozo be here? How does he respond when the girl is starting to be a snot? See how he responds when the waiter is taking 20 minutes. What is Joe Cozo going to do? Not what everybody, what Joe Cozo thinks should be happening. How does Joe Cozo respond? And it made me learn a lesson right there. Be yourself. Because if you're not, then you're just not being honest. And then people can see it, right? It's one of the knocks on, say, Keanu Reeves. Great guy, but you feel like he's pushing it. Does not, he's not acting right. And you can tell right away on any actor, oh, this actor sucks. Why? Because they're not being themselves. That's why Leonardo DiCaprio is so great of an actor. 
That's, that's Leonardo DiCaprio. Look at Leonardo DiCaprio and every acting job he does, it's the exact same guy. It's just different in Inception. It's different, you know, he's just in a different scene in Wolf of Wall Street. Still Leonardo DiCaprio. In Titanic, same guy. Just in a different scene. That's all it is. You have to start trusting the process. That's what you have to start doing. Trust the process. And here's the other thing. Success is not going to happen overnight. Stop rushing it. Okay, a lot of times you sit there and say, well, look at my friends. You know, they're doing similar things. They just graduated college. Now they got a great job. Well, maybe it's just not your time yet. Slow down. Trust the process. You know, <clears throat> another acting teacher, Bill Esper, who recently died, he was great. Rest in peace, Bill. Great, great mentor. Another great, great acting teacher. And that's the A1 to A. You know, Richard Klein, Bill Esper, it's, you know, to me, they were two mentors, two fantastic coaches. And, you know, he would say this line, he said, everyone thinks that, you know, you see these people out of nowhere in Hollywood and it's like, oh my God, this person is an overnight success. How did it happen? How did he become an overnight success? Well, how did she out of nowhere become an overnight success? Did somebody just find her in line? But what they don't realize is all the years behind that overnight. It only takes one time, right? But you have to do the work to get into that position so you can be successful. You have to go on each audition, not one, not 10, not 100, maybe it takes a 1,000 auditions. And then finally, on the 1,001 audition, one person says, that's the guy. That's the guy that we want in Wolf of Wall Street to play alongside, say, Leonardo DiCaprio. Right there is that guy. And now, all of a sudden, let's just say it's Joe Cozo, like that, Joe Cozo's an overnight success. How did Joe Cozo become an overnight success? He didn't. For five years he was auditioning, for five years he was getting no after no, but you know what he did? He never gave up. He never gave up. He kept grinding and grinding, but you have to trust the process. Here, listen to Joel Olstein here talking about trusting the process. We all have dreams God's placed in our heart, goals we want to accomplish, but too often we get discouraged by the process. You may not understand why it's taken so long, why you're in a lonely season, a discouraged season, a stagnant season. God wouldn't have allowed it if it wasn't part of the process. If you think you can do this Right. If you think you can do whatever it is that you're doing without God, you have another thing coming for you. Putting God in your life is going to speed up that process, just like Joel Osteen just said there. As soon as I put God back into my life, because I was a denier for a long time, things weren't going my way, and I said, come on, stop with this nonsense. Where's the proof? This doesn't need proof. You need faith. You have to pray to God. And now as soon as I started doing that, as soon as I would come in, and I do it every time I come into the studio, I kneel, I sit there, and I talk to God. Talk to Him. He's listening to you. And don't worry about it's not your time yet. He'll figure it out. If it's not your time, He doesn't think it's your time. Maybe there's lessons that need to be learned first. Maybe if He all of a sudden like that put you there on the 500th audition, you would have failed. You would have got that part and you would have did terrible, right? You would have got that part on the 500th audition, did terrible, and then nobody wants to book you because you did horrible. So God wanted you to do more, practice more, figure it out more, work, 
more. And then that thousand and one time, God said, you know what? He's ready. He's now, or she's now finally ready. You have to trust the process. And I'm telling you right now, having God in your life helps. It helps. It's, it, it, you can't do it without him. You have to give thanks and you have to be, you have to have gratitude. Thank God for everything that he's given you. And if you thank him, he will give you more. If you don't thank him, why would he? You're not even thankful for, to be able to walk. And I'm going to now give you all of this money that you're asking for. You're not even thankful that you, I gave you two hands when people don't even have two hands. You're not even thankful that you woke up today and you want me to give you that job because what? You think you deserve it when there's thousands of other people that can do the same thing, but are they more gratuitous? They have more gratitude in their life? They have grace? That's what I'm talking about. God. All right, listen. Let's wrap it up here. What we got? November 2nd, if you have a chance, right? Go on the YouTube channel. Share the show. Subscribe to the show. Let's get this word out here. Let's live in positivity, right? Let's live and be positive because as we said in the beginning of the show, what is life about? Happiness. Where is your happiness barometer? Where is the level of happiness? If it's low, you got to do whatever you can to get it up. And that's a choice. All right. Again, we're streaming also on, on all streaming devices, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, you name it, uh, Podbean as well. You can listen to the audio there. And again, on YouTube, also on Rumble. Subscribe on our Rumble page as well. Share the show. Let's get that out there. Let's get this. Let's get happiness starting today. And with that being said, what do we got? November 2nd in the books. I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening to the piece of shit show. <laughs>